Welcome to Real Life Shh with Chrissy. This is a podcast where we, or I rather, reveal our truth. We set our secrets free and we stop living in shame, all with the help of the divine and our higher selves. Before we start, will you do me a favor? If you happen to like this episode or any of these episodes, please rate, review, smash that follow or subscribe button and share this podcast. By doing so, this helps the algorithm bots reach a wider audience. Thank you for spreading the love, my friends, and thank you for tuning in today. Today, I'm going to reveal my truth to you about where I've been emotionally and mentally and even physically for the last week of December and the first two weeks of January, and maybe you can relate. Surprisingly, and honestly, I didn't feel like I was in the best place the last week of December. I was quite literally binging on the normal holiday craze. I admit I I did take it back a notch this year, but still, even after scaling down or scaling back from over-decorating, over-shopping, over-eating, this disruption of my routine and my rituals that keep me centered really affected me. And once all the holidays were over, I actually needed almost two weeks of recovery time in January. I let the idea of creating a beautiful Christmas memory for my children and family get the best of me. And what happened was on Christmas Eve, I started to get a little cold. And instead of nursing it and doing my normal remedies that I would do if I wasn't bombarded with the holidays, I actually ended up getting really sick. And anybody who's been sick knows when you're physically sick, you're usually emotionally sensitive and short-fused. And by the time New Year's Eve rolled around, I was ready for some purging. I got so sick and tired of feeling sick and tired from overconsumption, from traveling, constantly cooking and cleaning and over-investing in my relationship with others in maybe a superficial way. For example, I cared a little bit too much about what food I would prepare for people or how I or my family presented ourselves to the world. I was also putting way too much emphasis and weight on some of my attachments with my loved ones, almost forgetting that they too are human. So when they had human-like emotions and events, I would find myself deeply disappointed and saddened. And I would let myself and them fall down from the mountaintop or the pedestal that I put them on, which caused me to purge out some emotions. Emotions like annoyance, frustration, even anger and bitterness towards them. But mostly, really, towards myself for letting my guard down, opening up and letting them into my inner circle. I realized that I sound like I'm kind of victimizing myself. And that's exactly what I was doing. I internally twisted the story to a kind of woe is me moment about how I feel or felt rejected and hurt, again, by someone that I let in. The way that I'm telling this story almost sounds as if somebody did something absolutely terrible to me. And although hurtful things were said that were unnecessary and undeserving, No one really crossed me in such a catastrophic way, but I felt as if it was a deep betrayal because again, I put this specific person 
and our friendship on a pedestal on a mountaintop. Not a high one, but still, I forgot one very important thing, that they are only human, just like me. And they let their human emotions out. And their emotions did come out a little sideways in my direction. And what I did was I let their words cut me deep. I let their words and emotions affect me in such a way that it did pull me down for a good two weeks in the beginning of the year, which was really disappointing. Disappointing mostly in myself that I let it bring me down because I usually tend to thrive in the new year. You know, I'm usually one of those people who get delighted and excited about the new year or the new day, new beginnings, you know, a fresh slate. And instead of having that, I felt this deep shadow as if it was like almost consuming me for a little bit. And that scared me. And I did feel, I I felt a little depressed and I absolutely (laughs) wanted to spend a little bit more time in my bed. I was very confused about who I could trust and who I wanted to let into my inner circle again. And I let the shadow not only dim my eternal light, but also my reflective light. So much so that I really had a hard time seeing the world clearly. I had a hard time getting out of the house and doing my normal rituals. For a short time, I forgot about my daily blessings. I didn't go to the beach and connect with Gaia like I normally do, a ritual that I know fuels my soul and my energy. It wasn't until the day that I forced, I forced myself to indeed go to the beach and just see if that would shift my perspective and my emotions and my energy and my nervous system. And then of course, (laughs) surely, but slowly, or slowly, but surely, little by little things started to shift again. And what happened on that first day that I made my way back to the beach to connect with mother nature and God was that it reminded me of gratitude and how easily we forget everything that we have to be grateful for. This shift, it didn't happen immediately. No, I did not feel 100% like myself. I would say more like 10%. But as I sat on the beach, what I did was I started apologizing to Gaia that I didn't come sooner. I realized as I gazed out towards Christ and across the beach that even though my emotions felt huge, very big at that time, that they, Yeshua and Gaia, were much, much bigger. The next day, I managed to get myself to a hot yoga class in order to try to move that energy that was still stuck in my heart. And again, let me tell you, you're hearing my testimony about how movement is medicine. And again, you can hear me admit and acknowledge how hard it is to take that first step, both literally and figuratively. After all, when I was in this state of mind that I'm talking about now, it was literally hard for me to get out the door in order to make those necessary figurative steps towards my healing. Healing for me is movement and meditation. You should know though that healing for everyone 
has to have some sort of physical movement. There's a beautiful technique and therapy called somatic experience healing. Talk therapy is great, but it can only get you so far. You literally need to move the energy out of your body. I know, I know how hard it is to do that when you're in the thick of that depression or that feeling, the drained feeling, the disappointment, and just kind of sad about life and in general feeling. If you are in that feeling now, my friend, I hear you and I feel you. My hope for you is to hear this message. And I believe you if you say, I've done that before. It doesn't work. My advice to you is to just keep moving. Take that first step outside. Connect with Mother Earth and move your body. Energy does get stuck in your body. And a way to get it out is moving your body. I also want to express the importance of feeling, feel the energy first. When this shadow of mine kicked in on New Year's Eve, a really sweet, good friend of mine wanted to help me. And a lot of us, a lot of us tend to do this. We see someone in pain and we naturally feel that same pain and we get uncomfortable and want to try to fix it like almost immediately. But it was important for me to feel that shadow, that disappointment, that hurt, that sadness, the rejection. I felt I needed to sit in that feeling a little bit to really feel and process it. The beautiful thing about what my friend did next was that she bared witness to my feelings. And after she understood that I just needed to feel it and not try to numb it or fix it, she was so wonderful. She was a wonderful friend and she just witnessed my feelings. And I thank her deeply for that. The tricky part about the process of finding the balance of feeling it, acknowledging it, and then moving through it and not, and not sitting in it for too long is, well, I sat, I sat in the shadow and I leaned into it because I needed to, right? And a lot of times we have a tendency to, and a reaction to run from the shadow as fast as we can. I don't want to do that. I didn't want to do that. So I did not do that. I wanted to feel what I was feeling. So then I could understand it and maybe not so much even understand it, but just feel it. So then I can process it and then move through it. Honestly, if we spend too much time in the light, in the frolicky light, everything's all good, everything's great, what happens is we forget about the shadow and our light actually becomes dimmer over time. We need the shadow to remind us of all the rainbow of feelings in this life so that we may enjoy the light even more so when it does come. Just don't let it drown you and make sure that you come up for air every once in a while so that you can enjoy the light and so that you can enjoy life here on earth. When I was in the shadow, I forgot about the many, many, many blessings that we have every day to be grateful for. I didn't want to see them because I wanted to feel the hurt, the betrayal that I felt. I wanted to feel that because that's that is the human experience. That's what I forgot. I forgot that we signed up for this human experience. 
to feel the entire rainbow, the entire spectrum of feelings, not just the happy, everything is awesome feelings. We need to go through the storms. We have to go through the storms to enjoy the silver lining. Speaking of, a seed that was planted in me from the divine during one of my shadow days in the beginning of this new year was a beautiful gift that I'd like to share with you now. During my shadow time, I was feeling just super, super annoyed and short-fused with my kids and really anyone who came into contact with me. And I rarely take naps, but my body had had enough as I had been sick for the last two and a half weeks or so. So I laid down on my bed and I ended up falling asleep for a much needed nap. When I woke up, I looked outside my window and saw the most beautiful and the biggest double rainbow I've ever seen in my entire life. It stretched across the entire horizon and I immediately knew I knew that it was the divine reminding me that there are no rainbows without rain. I cried. I cried tears of hope. And there was something deep inside me that knew I would be okay. I would be just fine. And that we would be coming out of the shadow with something beautiful to share. So far this year, I have 100% experienced all parts of the rainbow spectrum of feelings that I haven't felt in a while. And now I'm moving towards a lighter side. And I'm happy to say right now that it feels good. It feels really good, but not, not 100%. But I'm deeply feeling that hope. And I'm starting to feel the promise of what's to come myself individually and all of us collectively. I guess my whole point to this episode is to trust the process. It didn't feel good at all while I was in the shadow of tears and frustration and anger. However, it was needed. I needed to let those tears out. And then it was needed me to move that energy by taking that first step towards the beach and out the door to the sweaty yoga class. So if you're like me and you may feel like you're late to the game for your annual January cleanse or new start or new year resolu resolution, if you do resolutions, just know you are not alone at all. Please give yourself a break. Know that you're not alone and it's never, ever too late to start a new day. Even if it's today, the 1st of February or whatever day that it is that you may be listening to this episode, it's never too late to put one foot in front of the other and move through the process of healing, of shifting that stagnant, stuck energy, like a seedling in the soil buried deep within. Yes, you do need the nutrients of the dark soil to feed you, to prepare you for what's to come. It is important to stay in the deep, dark soil, but not for too long. Just enough time before you start to slowly make your way through and up 
towards the light beyond the surface where you bloom, grow, and flourish for all to enjoy and for you to enjoy all. Remember, you are the dreamer in the dream. And so it is. Hey friend, if you haven't checked out my Higher Self Curiosity course, do yourself a favor and check it out at ourdivinetribe.com. Let me tell you a little bit about this course. Week one, you're going to learn all about your mindset and how to change it and how it will benefit your entire life and those even around you. Week two is all about taking care of your temple or your body. Week three is finding your joy. Yes, you're going to give yourself permission to do all the things that you've been yearning to do and without regrets. Week four is clearing your space from within to make more room for your higher self. And week five is all about inviting the divine in and continuing this journey. Along with all of these awesome things that I just mentioned, you'll also get four visualization and meditations and four workout videos designed by yours truly. I hope you check it out.